Hello and good afternoon. We'll be getting started in just a moment. Looks like Kelly is here, so I'll be adding her on, and here she is. Wonderful. Kelly Hankel, good afternoon. How are you doing? Looks like you're on mute. Maybe I can't. Maybe my volume's on. Hmm. I can't hear, but... No, Steph Driver's here. Steph Driver would like to speak. Steph, what's going on? Hey, I sound like crap because <laughs> I, I have the Rona, so my apologies. But um, hey, Steve. Hey, good to talk to you. And uh, I'm sorry you have the Rona. And I'm glad you're here for, you know, just all of this great, great inspirational hockey talk. I, I know we're having the best time these past this past week. Oh, the Flyers, man. They're just bringing people together. <laughs> they are yeah. bringing people together, but I don't think in the way they intended to. <laughs> yeah. um, let me tweet this link from the account. All right. I will let Kelly know that you are on it. Uh, in the meantime, I am just going to run down where we're at currently. So Johnny Gaudreau watch is looking just terrible right now just absolutely it's looking abysmal and it's it's looking abysmal in the worst possible scenario for flyers fans which honestly is kind of funny in a way uh we're at the point where now it's looking like the flyers won't have any cap space to sign Gaudreau. not even you know they have nothing nobody wants jvr because i think chuck fletcher's made it abundantly clear you know in the simpsons boy for sale style He's made it abundantly clear that he's trying to sell JVR for pennies to get space for Johnny Gaudreau. And, of course, nobody wants to help him with that for anything less than a premium draft pick. And for some reason, this year, for the phenomenal, talented free agent, Chuck decided to put his foot down. And not last year for Rasmus Ristolainen. But I digress. So at this point, Johnny Gaudreau is rumored to either be going to the New Jersey Devils or the New York Islanders, which... That is, I would say, such an abysmal worst case scenario that it is, in fact, funny because it, it, I, man, having him not only, you know, he's coming home, right? But he's just coming to the East Coast at in division and we have to see him a bunch every year. And it's, oh my God. Again, nothing is final, nothing has happened definitively, but this is where we're at. This is the situation we're looking at. And, you know, Emily Kaplan has gotten on ESPN and Twitter today and said Gaudreau wanted to come to the Flyers. He, this was his number one choice, and the Flyers couldn't make it happen, which is such a monumental, epic failure on this franchise's part, on Chuck Fletcher's part, that I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, sorry, I I was getting notifications on my phone, but oh yeah. no, it's all good. And I just added Kelly and Kurt on. Perfect. Yeah. I'm upset. I am also. I have feelings. All right. George is upset. You guys talk. I'm going to hop off because I sound like shit. All right, Steph, good to hear from you. So, um, yeah. How did this happen? How did this happen? Where do we even begin? Because, you know, we've been in the Broad Street Hockey Slack all day. And we see these signings coming in, specifically Tampa Bay signings, right? 
and we say, how do they make this work? How do they have the cap space for that? It really doesn't make any sense. And how do the Flyers have so little cap space? Why do the Flyers have <laughs> have three mo- have no monies at this point, and all these other teams can sign everything they want? I don't get it. I think I think Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay consecutively signing three dudes to eight year deals in a row right after they've gone to three straight Stanley Cups and won two was really what like did it for me. Like how did we end up in a situation where we can't make any money for the one high end player who unequivocally wants to come and play for our bad hockey team while these guys can just make eight years and like $18 million worth of cap space appear out of thin air. I think that was the moment that really broke me. Not that there haven't been several others. Right. But I I feel fully jokerized today as opposed to the past few months. I I think there's everything that's happened in the past week or so, starting with the D'Angelo move, right? That, that one certainly hurt a lot of our souls and also just doesn't really make sense for this team hockey wise. It just doesn't. And then the Oscar Lindblom move, which we all recognize it was necessary because as uh, Charlie pointed out on BSH radio yesterday and in his columns, like they didn't have room to sign anything and they still needed a backup goaltender and they needed to re-sign a couple of players. They had no space for anything. So very sad, but I get it. But it again, really hurts your soul. And then to get to today and hear that Gaudreau wants to come here, but they don't have any space for him. So he's going to go to direct rivals is just, that is as much of a punch in the gut as there is. It's bad, Steve. It's real bad. I haven't listened to haven't listened to yesterday's episode yet, but I'm excited and feel like in hindsight it's going to hurt even more. But I'm still very excited to listen to all of us, like you said, slowly turning into the Joker. Though that's been happening really over the course of the last eighteen months, much more than that. It's hard to say. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Ryan Quigley has also joined us. Quigs, what's going on? Folks, hello. So I can't – I'm just chiming in for a couple seconds just because I have thoughts that I need to express and I need to shout into the void again. But, like, I know this is like a – you know, it's kind of corny to say this now, but Chuck Fletcher had literally one job. And I feel like that job for this offseason was to go out and get – like someone, someone, something to reinvigorate the fan base and make the team intriguing again, make it somewhat fun again. And it was right there in his hands. It was Johnny Goudreau. And the fact that he was unable to reel in that fish is just, it, it's bad. I'm bad. I, I can't, I can't believe it. And the fact that they, so, so, so far their entire quote unquote aggressive retool has comprised of three things, hiring a new head coach, which you fucking have to do to be a hockey team. Um, uh, trading away or trading for a known racist. Who's not very good at the things that their new head coach wants his players to be good at. And then getting rid of a fan favorite who everybody unanimously loved. So the thing that's super frustrating is that he didn't even have to reel the fish in. The fish was jumping into the fucking boat. The fish was in the boat. And Chuck was act. <laughs> Chuck is like actively using a bucket to throw the fish back into the sea because he can't figure out how to hold on to him. Like, what are we doing? They had, they had to know for a year. We all knew for a year 
that if Johnny Gaudreau doesn't sign in Calgary before free agency, he's going to come to Philly. He wants to come home. Everyone knew it. Chuck had an entire year to figure out how to make this work money-wise, and he did nothing but make it worse. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It is one of the biggest botch jobs in Philadelphia sports history, if not the entirety of sports. It, it is unbelievable. It is stunning. And yeah, you're right. The fish was in the boat. He's just trying to get the fish out. And I, I don't understand. What is the plan here? There is no plan. It's just chaos. It sucks. That's the thing. Like, part of me wonders if he was told, like, last week around the Tony D'Angelo trade, like, I, I wonder if he was told, you have to do something, like, now. Because, like, the timing of that trade in relation to, like, the draft and free agency and everything, it just seemed so weird and, like, out of nowhere. And, like, like I, I, I just don't know. It, it just seemed as if there was literally no thought that went into that trade or, or frankly, the Rasmus Rusalainen contract. But that's another thing um it's just it all feels so like just patched together with duct tape and it's so it's the grossest like most awful look for the flyers right now and it's it's uh, like it seems like there's thought going into the individual moves i would imagine but there doesn't seem to be any like thread going through all of these moves that makes any sense there doesn't seem to be some kind of grand plan that they're working towards it's just like a patchwork hodgepodge of trades that don't make any sense that don't really improve the team like I don't understand what the end goal is because you're doing it half-assed and you're not doing either thing well yeah like so I I just don't know what they expect to happen here right like if the Flyers decided like a month ago, like before the draft, like, you know what? We're going to trade Ivan Provorov. We're going to trade Travis Konechny. We're going to trade a bunch of players who, like, some of the fans might like, and we're going to make a lot of hockey trades. Like, yeah, I might not have been a fan of those trades, but, like, at the very least, they're doing what they said they were going to do months ago. And right now they're doing – nothing they're literally doing nothing right now and it's just it's it's so it's unbelievably frustrating i don't know i I said this in the slack chat not long ago i don't know how chuck fled like he's gonna survive the next week he should not survive the next week he is like how the he how how he's gonna be general manager of the flyers in like november december that just i don't know how that is even possible I don't know how he makes it to the end of the day at this point. You know, you know how I always say about Couturier that he's playing uh, chess, not checkers. I feel like Chuck Fletcher is playing checkers, not chess right now. Just playing tic-tac-toe, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's probably he's playing, playing, he's playing Connect Four and just getting his ass Playing tic-tac-toe in no, his first I'm, move. I'm sorry. If, if it's, if, yes, if it's true. If it. If that's true. Oh. Yeah, okay. And we there don't get him. Like, if there's, if that's not a fireable. Kelly, it sounds like you're in the matrix. Yeah, the I think, I think, it, I think Kingle's getting eaten by a tree. Yeah. I, I envy her. I wish yeah. I was getting eaten by a tree right now. And ent. We, we have, have, we by have the way, breaking news. Oh, let's, um, let's do the breaking news, and then we'll get to some callers. Oscar Lindblom is expected to sign with the San Jose Sharks. Good for Oski boy. I wish he was signing with a better team, but hey, you know what? Good for him, and I'm glad he's bouncing back, and I hope he kicks ass. I hope he does, too. He's loving it. Wait, 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 wait. 
I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to cut you off. That's like, that's cool. That's I'm happy for Asker. Hope there's a little, I don't, I don't see the deal, but I hope there's a little money in there for him. I'm good for him. Hope he succeeds. The Flyers are bringing back Cooper Marodi. <laughs> Stop. Cooper. This is the big move today. Cooper Marodi. What? I don't even know who Cooper Marodi this is. Would this would be point. their first signing of the day. <laughs> this is so, wow, unequivocally Flyers. So they gave him up in a trade because it, it seemed like they weren't as high on him as some others were. And then he goes to Edmonton as a good AHLer. Edmonton says, now nah, we don't need him. And now they're signing him. And I know like it's an a, it's probably an AHL signing, not a huge deal. But like you said, it's objectively funny that this is their first actual move of the Cooper day. Cooper Marodi. Cooper driver's back. Because I needed to, I needed to laugh about this. Former Flyers, Cooper Marody. That's rough, man. That is Coming that back. is absolutely rough. So we had Nicholas Abe Kubel win the cup and hang out with Danique Martel with the cup, and now Cooper Marody's coming back. Like, what year is it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what year it isn't. It's not 1975. Oh, this I get it, is... because that's when the Flyers last won the Stanley Cup. I didn't know Damn that. right. I'm going to – honestly, People I'm – People forget that. I, now that I'm the Joker, I'm just going to go shouting through the streets of South Philadelphia in 1975 every day because I hate this team now. Uh, Ryan's been waiting with bated breath. Megan will get to you in a second, but I know Ryan's been waiting with bated breath to get uh, some some words in about his favorite hockey club. Ryan, what's going on? You are on mute, sir. There you go. You guys got me? We got you. We have to be in the deepest circle of hell. The fact that we ragged on Senators fans for years at the thought of them getting Drew, and they had the foresight to, to, to make moves to make it enticing to him, and we couldn't do the same for Gaudreau is asinine. I, it's completely asinine. I, dude, that's been killing me all day because I was trashing a little bit the Drew move to cause the Senators because I want him to win a cup sooner rather than later, but regardless, the Senators are in so much better shape than the Philadelphia Flyers right now, it's ridiculous. It is funny that Such like it's game. it's Pierre Dorian who's outperforming Chuck Fletcher. And Pierre Dorian was that GM a few years ago where like if you were trying to do something spicy, you call him up to take advantage of him. And now that's become Chuck Fletcher. He's the new Peter Sorelli. 2.0. It's rough. It's absolutely rough. Yeah, I, I just the the Senators thing is just stunning how quickly they've turned it around. And good for Claude. I, I hope I wish him nothing but the best, and I'm I'm glad he's free of this hell. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point, Brian. It is like it's a little too on the nose that on the same day the Flyers' former franchise star goes home, the Flyers can't get the you know current superstar that. From all like from all accounts, wanted to go home solely because they couldn't find the money for him. It's like a little too on the nose that all of this happened in one day. I hate it here. I truly hate it here. Eric had Branson to Columbus, so uh, that that temptation has been removed. Oh, good. I, I'm I'm really glad the Brendan Lemieux temptation also was removed. I was so ready for that notification. <laughs> it just seemed that. too obvious. Unbelievable. Uh, well, Ryan, it's I, always a good time. What's up, Megan? I fully, yeah, so I fully tweeted about, like, Lemieux because I was convinced that they were signing him. So I'm glad that he's 
staying in LA. <laughs> I I have one question. Like, is this normal? Because the Flyers are the first te- like sports team that I've genuinely followed. <laughs> it's not. It's not normal. This is. Do I think this is fucked up. This? this is fucked up. Megan I feel like I this love, is rock bottom. Do we do do we seem normal? Do we seem normal? <laughs> Fair Even enough. by our abnormal standards, I think this is rock bottom. Like, this is as low as I felt as a Flyers fan. It feels bad. Like, it feels worse than bad. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of shit with so the Flyers at this point. I've seen Eric Lindros get stripped of the sea on live television. I've seen them fire a coach with cancer. And this still feels the lowest I've ever felt as a Flyers fan. Like even with people my age, people are like, "Oh yeah, it's not, it's not, you know, as bad as during the Hexall years." Like no, no, no. Oh no, it's way worse. This is worse. This is way worse. And it's gotten the entire speaker board just lit up to (laughs) it. In the past, like few weeks, like things have gotten worse, and I didn't think, like, I was thinking, like, "Oh, you just gotta, we gotta wait and see." for them to actually play hockey again. Like, you never know. But, like, with the moves that they're making and it feels like they're fumbling the bag, like, on the one move that they thought, the one big move that they thought they were going to make for, like, two years, like, I I don't know. I don't know what they do. They didn't even the just fumble part- the bag. They lit the bag on fire themselves. <laughs> they blew it up! Those sons of bitches, they blew it up! I the think that-, that they... Uh, did they think that Seattle was going to take JVR? Like, what's the... I think they was, were just assuming. I, I think that actually, you might be right there. I think Chuck was just assuming that, like, Seattle or Arizona would just help him out. And it was so obvious, the desperation, that, of course, they weren't going to just do it without getting one of the first-round picks over the next couple of years. And Chuck wait, was like, whoa, yeah, this is wait. no risk, though. I'm, I'm going to draw the line here. I mean, waiting this long to do it as well. Like, maybe he's been actively trying for months. I don't know. But it really felt like they waited until the test was happening before they started studying. Like, they they could have tried <laughs> to get rid of him before. Like, before you spent the picks on Tony D'Angelo, did you try to spend those picks with JBR to get rid of him? Like, did you try? I'm not convinced that they did because – with each passing day, I become more and more convinced that Chuck Fletcher is a potato. So I'm not sure that they did try, but it's just they have put themselves in a position for every NHL GM to be like, look at this asshole. We can get anything from him. They're so desperate. Their team is garbage. Like, they, these aren't stupid guys. Like, they can look at this team and be like, holy fuck, that team sucks. They're going to be desperate, fleece them for whatever you can get from them, or just tell them to go fuck themselves, and that's where we are. And it's because of the moves that Chuck has made before and the the place that he put himself with the cap. Yep. Yep, it's great. Ryan, we got a few other callers waiting right now. Do you have any uh, other comments you wanted to make? Uh, just one more thing. I just if they were, If teams were dead set on us giving them the 23 first, why not at least try to get creative, lottery protect it, slide it to 24, something, anything. Yes. We've been and, saying this yes. we've been saying this all day in the Slack, like make it top 10 protected, something like that and just it doesn't feel like this this is not a creative man, guys. He is not a creative man. He has the creativity of a wet diner napkin. <laughs>
That's the imagination level that Chuck Fletcher has. You're crushing it today, Ryan. I appreciate you calling in. I'm trying. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Thanks, you too. All right. Next up, we got Chris, who's been waiting. Christopher, how you doing, Christopher? Hey, where are you? Ah, <laughs> been better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to quickly say this, uh, and then I'll have to hop out. But I, you know, I, I do, I do understand the tone. But um, I mean, we were kind of like joking about Goudreau, like the podcast was joking about, like, oh, I hope we sign him. And now we're like this pissed off. I, I, I mean, I don't know what we expect. I, I'm I, trying to change the tone. I'm just trying to. No, no, no. I, what, I, what do we expect? I totally yes. get the, the what your comment is, Christopher. I, I, I totally hear you because I didn't yeah. even think of it as like realistic until a couple days ago. But I think for me, what really hit is all the he wants to come here and they're not going to make it happen. Like I, I can't imagine them actually having a chance at a high end NHL talent like that who wants to be here and they're not going to do whatever they can to make it happen. And for a team that's trying to aggressively retool, a team that's trying to be relevant again, this is so perfect, and everything wants this to happen, except for the Philadelphia Flyers. And that pisses me yeah. off. You know, I, I saw uh, Chuck at Oz and Borgies. I, uh, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, let's go get Johnny. And he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, I previously met him like four years ago. But... Uh, yeah, I should have yelled at him for Risto. At this point, I think we'd all love to. I think he should do that. The only way he should keep his job is if he lets every Flyers fan come up and yell at him for Risto for like an hour at a mall somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for hearing me out. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Christopher. I appreciate it. Um, we have some details on Oscar Lindblom, and it is a $2.5 million AAV for Oscar Lindblom with the Sharks. So good for good him. boy. Love that for him. That's like basic. That's basically what he was getting paid here. <laughs> that's wild. Like truly great for him. It's it's wild that that's basically what he got paid here plus an extra year. I guess San. I mean San Jose knows they're not close to anything. What a concept. Knowing you're not close to any sort of contention. I guess they figure it's worth a risk for them. But what a concept. What a concept. Good for Oscar. I'm I'm happy for the guy. No, yeah. To to follow up on you said what you said there, Steve. Like it's. Like, and I, I was talking about this earlier. So, um, Jason Mertatis, you know, the guy who does the Flyers radio stuff, um, he had a tweet last night about how there is a weird overlap of fans who want the Flyers to, like, tear it down and start over and also want the Flyers to get Johnny Gaudreau. And, like, what he was basically saying was, how can people possibly believe both of these things? And you know what? In and of itself, totally fair question. Absolutely a fair question because those, you know, obviously the team can't totally tear it down while having John Hockey, who's, you know, one of the however many best players in the league. But the thing is, either one of those paths is a full commitment to a plan. It's fully saying, hey, you know, this isn't working. We're going to try again. Or it's saying, we really think this can work and we're really going to try it now. Now, granted, it probably isn't going to work, but like, once it became clear, and like Bill has said this on the main show, everyone on the main show has said this, going for the aggressive retool and trying to be good next year is almost certainly a bad idea. But if you're going to do it, we want it to be done successfully. And this is the most successful, like this is far and away like the best chance you have at it being successful by getting the rare like 
top end high dollar free agent that might actually be worth it. And they couldn't even like go all out on the plan that, that they claim they want to follow. So that's, that's what like, I think is getting us here. Like I think pretty much all of us that are speaking right now or on the speaker panel right now, think that the flyers should rebuild. Yeah. They're not though. They're oh not. yeah. They're, they're not. They've it's, made it, it's, and like they want to win next year. They made it clear they want to win next year. I don't know if they think they can win a Stanley cup, but they clearly think they can be significantly better next year. And the best way to do that would be to get the guy who scored 115 points last year and wants to play for your team. And he couldn't even do that. He couldn't even do that. And then the other thing that got me is the fact that the other two teams being rumored are the Devils or the Islanders. Two teams I hate with every fiber of my being and do absolutely not want to see this guy who grew up in a Flyers jersey go to. And that's just, it's all driving me nuts. I, I oh, Jesus. Hear me out. Hear me out. They are making all of these moves in order to tank. <laughs> just I really wish. I really that. wish that were true. I really do. I really think about it. They sign. True. They sign the coach that's going to be toxic. They sign. He's not the though. He's the one I'm most optimistic goalie. about. <laughs> yeah, he's not toxic. Like that's not a thing. I think uh, it was a thing at one point. I think he's, yeah. I, who, who knows? Who knows? Oh my God. Point? We have breaking news. Oh boy. Oh God. No way. From Elliot Friedman hearing Justin Braun and Nick Delorier <laughs> are going to the Flyers. Are Get you the fuck out of here. Oh my God. I hate it here. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you Justin. Oh my Holy God. Shit. This is. I this is the wor- the darkest timeline. I I cannot with this. Nick Delorier. Have you tanking. ever? They're tanking. Have you ever like physically felt your blood pressure increase? Like you can physically yes. feel your blood vessels your blood, contracting. Like, like I'm feeling like my entire body right now. I I I can't believe I can't believe they're actually doing the thing that I have been saying for weeks is the worst fucking Flyers idea they could possibly do. And they bought out. They bought out Oscar Lindblom to sign Justin Braun and Nick Delorier. Nick They're aggressive Delorier. So I'm gonna start throwing things. They're Nick aggressive. Delorier because he got. I can guarantee you that like the thing they brought up was remember that. You got in with Nick Sealer. Let's go get that fucking guy. Like, are you, are you <laughs> serious right now? I'm. I. My head is in I my head. This is so bad. This is. I love that part of the aggressive retool is them just simply bringing back someone they traded several months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, real change there, Chuck. Real change. They're taking jackass. steps backwards. This is the most bizarre, bizarre execution of a plan I've ever seen in my life. Megan, I'm so happy you brought that up earlier about about the um, maybe they're doing this to tank on purpose. I have I was thinking about that er- earlier. Like, there's no way they'd be making these moves with an actual plan to. If they were planning to win, they would not be doing any of this. There are and less like, expensive ways to tank. Yes, you will. No, yes, that's I the, agree. No, that's the problem, Ryan. The big, the big fucking problem here is that they think these are moves that are going to make them win. Yeah, yeah, they, they are, really uh, do. They like, really do. That's the problem. <laughs> Kelly is just screaming <laughs> through the matrix, and the matrix is trying to suppress her, and it will not keep Kelly down. Well, <laughs> Kelly, you're breaking up a little getting, bit, but yeah. yeah. Um, going into a tunnel of, of 
flyers induce sadness and despair. Um, <laughs> I do want to, I do want to quickly point out, um, it, the other day, uh, Travis Yost, the guy writes for TSN has food, bad food opinions. Um, he tweeted the other day of a table of the 12 most unremarkable forward from 2007 to present, which is looking at the guys who have played the most that have like a very low scoring like scoring rate and the worst like net net goals, like four versus against per 60. Um, guess who the number one name on this chart is? Is it Nick Deloria? It's Nick Deloria. Perfect. I, I, I love it. I hope it's Welcome a seven-year home, baby. deal. It, it was written deal. in the stars. Unbelievable. Nate Thompson's on the list too. I, I have to think we'll hear about him coming back. Tomorrow. Oh, I, I can't wait. I hope he makes six million a year. I hope he does. <laughs> I hate everybody on this team. Andrew has been waiting to get some comments in. Andrew, what's going on? You guys hear me? Yep, we got gotcha. you. This is an embarrassment. Uh, I didn't even necessarily agree with Johnny Gaudreau. Kind of with you guys. I feel like they should have been rebuilding for a while now, but what worried me the most when all this was happening is, you know, what comes next? Yeah, they botched this up so bad. Looks like Nick Deloria deal deal is four years, by the way. Four years! (laughs) Just saw that. This is insane. I just don't know what we're doing. Like, my, if you sat Chuck Fletcher down with Dave Scott right now, it's like, what is he saying? What is the plan? When they talked in January about this aggressive retool, they talked about high-end talent. And you had high-end talent for years now saying, yeah, I kind of want to go and play there. And you still fucked it up. And you can't blame <laughs> it on the JVR contract because you just gave $5 million to Tony D'Angelo. So what was the process in the beginning and like what's happening? Is Dave Scott talking to like Bobby Clark to figure out what's going on? Like is that the guy? I think so. I really think so. I I, I don't know. There is no plan. And it's it's so frustrating because I, like you know it, it, the story a couple months ago, right, where the Penguins new ownership went to Ron Hextall and said, "Ron, we need to see your plan." He's like, "I got a plan. We need to actually see it." I feel like Chuck is the same boat right there, where if they went to him and said, Chuck, we need to see your plan. He's like, I got a plan, guys. All right. I got something. And he, I, dude, he has no idea what he's doing. I have never seen a more floundering GM in my life. And then I saw late term or, or, uh, Paul Holmgren, who was just a lunatic, who just was pulling in Nick Grossman and uh, just any slow defenseman that he could find that was big. And, that still felt like more of a cohesive plan than whatever we're seeing right here. Well, let's let's take off the hockey hat and put the business hat on. If anybody in Comcast knows anything about the Flyers or hockey in general, they have to understand how much money they just lost in like jersey and merch sales, right? Right. Like somebody has to know that hey, Jersey boy, 115 points wants to be here from here that everything adds up to dollars and cents and now not only are they not going to sell tickets but they just lost at least a top five jersey sale and everything else that you could have sold with it it's it's the just pure level of incompetence it boggles my mind you're so right about that that is a great point that would be at least a top five jersey sale. That might be the number one NHL jersey sale of the offseason if that had happened. It's a business conglomerate. 
that's the one part they should at least know about. If they knew one thing about it, they should have pulled the pulled the Minnesota ownership and be like, "Yeah, Chuck, get this guy. I don't care what you got to do. Just do it." Just that should have been the one thing that they clued in on. Somebody had to have told them, like, "Hey, this can make you a lot of money." Somebody somewhere had to. It had to happen, and they still they traded for a racist instead. And again, like th- that was terrible, and they overpaid him too. Like that guy should not be getting five mil a season to just be an offensive defenseman. And then on top of that, again, these moves today, bringing Braun back. Oh my God, I would rather. I, again, I have no problem with Braun, right? But can you name a less exciting hockey player than Justin Braun? Chris Vandevelde. Okay, you got a good point. You got me there. Touche. But still, Justin Braun, not an exciting player, not a guy I would have brought back. And then on top, they really, that, that actually says to me they think they can compete because they think of – is Risto going to play on the third pairing? Is D'Angelo going to play on the third pairing? I don't – oh, my God, I hate this team. See, I'm not mad at the – His partners, and they're bringing the one back. I'm not mad at the Braun signing because now we finally have um, a top pair defenseman. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there like a portion of the season where he was like with Provorov or something like, he was with Provorov for most of the season until he got traded because Ryan Ellis again was a figment of our imagination and Here's what's, after three games it's really going to be funny when they actually put because Ryan Ellis doesn't exist he's not going to play um, it's going to be really funny when they put Braun on the top pair with Provorov again because the Flyers made it abundantly clear last year in like a similar situation, even after they traded Braun, that they don't trust Ristolainen on the top pair. And I think they understand that D- – well, they kind of understand. Fletcher sort of admitted that they know D'Angelo is not like a great defensive presence and as such like shouldn't be playing against top pair. So like they're going to have invested like multiple year, five mil a year contracts in two guys – and Justin Braun's going to be the top pairing defenseman in game one. Again, assuming Ryan Ellis, who is dead, um, is nailed, able to play. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen? <sighs> thing I will say that is a positive, a definite net positive. The tank is on, baby. <laughs> Bags for the dog. Let's get it. It has to be. And I, like, I wonder score? if, like, when they kind of figured out that they wouldn't be able to get Johnny Goudreau, I, I, like, they must have done some sort of, like, hard pivot to, like, full-on tank. Because, like, this is, I mean, I, I don't know how they can possibly go into this coming season thinking that they are in a good spot to compete. Like, I... I, I Dude, I'm so, I can't even talk. <laughs> this is so shocking. To me none right of there. it makes sense. Not one thing they have done makes any lick of sense. It's just one of the worst run hockey organizations I've ever seen. And again, I've seen some shit in my time as a Flyers fan, and this is the worst I've ever seen. It. They do have. They need to start writing up that blank check and giving it to Gary Bettman, um, so that we can. Get Bedard. Yeah, drive the <laughs> shit out of Batman. We need this. Do whatever you didn't do in 07 when the with the JVR draft. You know, just I mean, you know, we got issues with the number one guy, but you can't deny he's a great hockey player. I don't want to say anything more about him. Andrew, you were saying something just now. Honestly, I forgot what I was gonna say. It, it, dude, it's it's it just kills your brain. This whole thing, it just kills every brain cell in your Ooh. body. Eric, good Branson, whatever four years, four mil a pop. 
That's a I am very glad Chuck Fletcher was not able to give that contract out today. Do you, do you think he tried to? Uh, he probably fucking did. Is this uh, Gabranson? <laughs> also, Eric and Gabranson, yeah, and Eric Gustafson to the Capitals. Look at that. Oh, uh, wow. wow. Uh, Andrew, uh, we got Patrick who's been waiting. Uh, any final comments before we move on to uh, Patrick? I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfection. Thanks so much, Andrew. Amen. Amen. All right. We got Patrick who's been waiting to speak. Patrick, what's going on, dude? Hey, guys. How you doing? Terrible. How are you? Absolute masterclass GMing by Chuck Fletcher. We are totally going to make the playoffs next year. Fuck it. <laughs> the Chuck Fletcher. I. If you pay a dollar for the Chuck Fletcher masterclass, you paid too much. What are we doing here, folks? Like, like, how many post games have we been on and saying, like, this team's dead in December. We got to start making moves to get Johnny Gaudreau here because he wants to come here. And we signed Justin Braun, Nick Delorier, signed Risto, get Tony D'Angelo. Like, 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 what are we doing here, guys? Uh, I, I, I don't know how to feel. I really don't. I just thought about, so think about, like, the cost that the Penguins ended up paying to bring Latang and Malkin back. And just think, that's only about $2 million more than what the Flyers are playing, paying for D'Angelo and Ristolainen. Oh, apparently we signed Delorier for four years, and it's a little under $2 million. Oh, yeah, no, we saw that, and we just lost our shit. It's, oh, wait, oh, I didn't see the cost, though. I didn't God. see the cost. It's so bad. It's so, oh, so bad. It's, you might as well have kept Limbaugh. Like, that's, 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 you that's might hard. as well have kept Limbaugh. Absolutely. I, like, all right, I just thought about this. What, if, you're, if you're John Tartarella... What are your thoughts right now? What the fuck is my team doing? Why did I leave ESPN? Because like, I know that Chuck Fletcher basically said, like, yeah, he doesn't have really – this is pretty much, like, all me, the personnel decisions right now. Like, if I'm John Tortorella, I'm like, what the fuck am I getting myself into? Like, I would – I would like, how do you go into this season with a positive mindset if you're the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers? Do you think Barry Trotz just sat in that room for five minutes, just blankly smiling while Chuck Fletcher spoke and said, not a chance in hell? I wouldn't think. Uh, I could imagine it was Chuck Fletcher, Bob Clark, and Paul Holmgren just sitting there because, you know, the old car's got to be there because, you know, I feel like they have final say in this and all of these matters still. It's amazing. So they're like, yeah, Bob Clark's just sitting there. He's like, yeah, how about uh, I know Gaudreau don't want to be here, but how about we get some uh, some grit, some toughness for our third and fourth lines? And Chuck's like, I gotcha. This is We're gonna the part bring back Justin Braun and get Nick Delorier. This is the part that's killing me. Is he did want to be here per reports? He did want to be here, and the Flyers were the one. They're like, well, I don't want to give up too much to get rid of JVR's contract. Just, just throw the 2024 first and somebody else, a sweetener. Like, just do it. This asshole, Lord. This asshole did this for Ristolainen, but he won't do it for Johnny The freaking stars just, or not stars, the Hurricanes just got fucking Brett Burns, and he makes way more money. Oh, my God. For a much better cost, they got Brett Burns. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's doable. Sometimes you got to pay. Oh. You got to give. Got to give. Uh, uh, I just, I'm, I just don't want to. I do not want to see fucking Devils fans fucking saying we're 
get the parade ready because if he signs there, like they're the going to win another offseason. I've already relegated, you know, myself to the Devils winning another offseason again. This is what yeah. makes this all the worse for me. A, a war criminal organization just uh, <laughs> getting all this great shit again. Speaking uh, of parades, Megan just brought this up in the chat, and I'm losing my shit. After the Justin Braun thing, <laughs> Sam Garchi, he said, he, he, he like, quote-tweeted Charlie with the uh, news of Justin Braun and everything, saying, start the parade for the Flyers. Wow. <laughs> How bad do the Flyers have to get to have Sam Carcitti dunk on you so many times in succession the past couple of days? Yeah, like, those Sammy slams are coming fired. left and right. Dude, he's in his glory he's, right he's, now. He's in his bag. He's like going after right now. And like, you know what? It's it's. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of loving it. This is very funny. Very good comedy. I, it is very funny. It's great. <laughs> he was right to turn into the Joker. Like mid season, he was kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as yeah. he went to Philly hockey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Not later. Now. Uh, Immediately. Patrick, Patrick, we got another caller uh, waiting to talk. Uh, anything? Any final thoughts from you? Ah, uh, God, man, I just want this to be over, but it feels like we're just starting a completely new era of Flyers hockey that's going to be, I don't even know where it's going to end up. I'm I'm just disappointed. It's only just begun. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Appreciate Patrick. It. Appreciate Thank it. I'm going to log off, but uh, guys, this is uh, cathartic. Thank you all. And, Quigs, uh, I, I can't wait to talk about all this again on Friday. Oh, my God. Oh. I sure can't wait either, Steve. Oh, it's going to be a good fly probably, folks. Oh, I'll bring the uh, lots of alcohol to talk about it with. Uh, <laughs> may God be with you all. I'll Happy hour flape. All right. Quiggs is off. We got Dan joining us. Dan, how's it going? Um, Is it going? I was going to say it's going, but it's, is it's it? It's going. I, 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 I don't know. It's uh, going into a ravine. <laughs> yeah, so uh Ooh, Ben Sherratt for four by four point seven five in Detroit. Jesus. I mean I would I would love to believe that this is all a stealth tank, that they didn't want to just come out and say we're gonna rebuild and blah 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 because they thought they would lose, you know, ticket sales or whatever, or Comcast would get, you know, mad. Uh I would love to believe that, but if that's what they were doing Torts was literally the worst guy they could have hired. Like even more than Trotz. Like his track record is like extracting more wins out of his teams than they should rightfully get. Yeah, so he's not the guy you want to hire. So I don't think we can believe that this is a stealth tank. It, we just have to like they think this team is good. Oh, these morons think it's great. <laughs> And I'm willing to call them morons. But I, why? I think part of the reason also I've become so jokerized is like I have given this club I think more excuses than than most people doing Flyers podcasts and such over the years because I don't know I try to remain optimistic and when the bottom dropped out on me it dropped out hard. Mm. Tortorella is a guy that if you're trying to compete you bring him in because he is a guy who's not just gonna he's not learning the ropes or something. This is an yeah. experienced NHL coach. Yeah, Brown feel is one year for one million. By the way, so sure. By the way, Mike just put in the Fine. the chat. I I apologize. Fine. I haven't uh, checked out the chat as much as I want to. Mike just put. Have any of you done a welfare check on Bill? Speaking of that, um, <laughs> so Bill and you may, might have seen it, but he uh, just a few minutes ago he he retweeted. Um, uh, I think it was Evolving Wild. 
or whoever it was, but they said, uh, you know, they put up, you know, a chart, you know, like advanced metrics and whatever. And they were like, Nick Delorier might be both the worst offensive player in the league and the worst player in the league. <laughs> He's ready for clutch time. But by their metrics, the Flyers are only the Flyers are only overpaying him by their estimation by a hundred thousand a year. I, I gotta echo so that. that well, that's based on. So to clarify, the evolving hockey uh, metrics are based on what they think the player will get right. in free agency, not necessarily what they believe he is worth. Okay. So there, that means they thought he'd get on a four-year deal 1.7 mil a year. That doesn't mean they think it's a good idea to give him four <laughs> years or 1.7 mil a year. Fair enough. But yeah, so basically they're like, no, nah, we need to bring back Justin Braun, who was fine. Justin Braun's fine. Uh, you know, but him and then Nick Delorier, when they could have, you know, okay, they bought out Oscar, but then they were at that point, they're only, well, only quote unquote, but you know, they're a couple moves away from, you know, like the biggest or one of the biggest star free agents who apparently wants to fucking be here. They're not doing it. I, I just, this is, this has gone beyond just like run of the mill bad GM. Like, this is, in my mind, this is literally malpractice. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm being pranked. I just don't, I don't understand. Uh, so, uh, anyway, that, that, that's what I have for you, fine folks. And, uh, I'll give the, uh, floor to whoever's next. And, uh, let's go sends, I guess. I, you know, I'm all about it at this point because, Claude made the right call. You know what? I, I rescind all my previous comments against the Senators. Claude made the right call. I'm on board. Yep. All about the sickos, yeah. baby. Let's pull for him, I guess, because uh, it's either that or we're we're pulling for the number one draft pick because I don't see any oh, other. I'm pulling for the number one for sure. Yeah, there's nothing else to look for, except that I don't even think we could do that because of Torts. So <laughs> We'll see. Torts is going to try his damnedest, but this club is not good. No, it's not. So, all right. Uh, thanks, guys, as always. Thanks, Dan. Have a great one. Yep. Thank you. Take care. Speaking of Ottawa, I was convinced – I convinced myself that I wasn't going to go to, like, any games this season, like, out of spite, <laughs> which is a little bit premature because now I think I want to go to the um, first Sens game against November the November 12th. Yeah, that's going to be the only oh, yeah, game that's... people want to go to. Yeah, I'm gonna wear a sense jersey to that game. The only one. I, I don't think I could actually do that, but I, I don't think I can wear any flyer stuff this year. I, I don't think I'm, I don't want to pay to go to any games at this point. Like I, I, I can't. I just can't. It was like the day after the D'Angelo trade, and I went to go put on a flyer shirt because that's like all my wardrobe is now. And I was like, do I want to <laughs> wear this? But it was a gritty one, so I was like, you know what? That's fair. Gritty's fine at this point. (laughs) Gritty basically is barely associated with the Flyers anymore. Yeah, Gritty's going to try. He's going to. He wants to become a free agent pretty soon. Who are we kidding? Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't blame Gritty either. Uh, Chris wants to join us. What's going on, Chris? Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's a good one. Let me tell you. So I'm before I start venting, I, I really hope that in like two weeks we can look back and be like, this was all part of some crazy master plan where we're on like step three of 15 or something, because there's no way they know what they're doing. There is no way they have a plan. I mean, just look at the last 24 hours. They literally bought out Lindblom to save three million in cap space and then filled it with a career fourth liner and 35 year old Justin Braun. What are we doing? 
I have no idea. I, this, <laughs> like buying out Limblom to bring these guys on, it just blows my mind. It, that and, part is really the kicker for me. And like whatever you want to bring in a fourth line guy who's like tough and can fight. Zach fine. McEwen. But why did you do it for four years? He's thirty-one years old. Just keep Zach I mean, McEwen around. He's got a great mustache. He beats the shit out of people. <laughs> I think they've just become a parody of themselves at this point. Like. They just totally more written sandpaper. I mean, I don't get it. I just – there's no way any GM can be this stupid. It, it just – it baffles me. And then on top of that, like, all right, salary cap's what, $81 million? You have one-eighth of your salary cap to Rasmus Ristolainen and Tony D'Angelo. One-eighth of your salary cap. You know who that could have been? Johnny Gaudreau. Easy. Easy. I mean, it's- you're paying two – Third pair defensemen who don't play defense and score a lot of points, maybe for instead of paying the best, you know, winger on the Calgary Flames. I mean, make it make sense. One of the best wingers in the league, one of the most the, yeah. talented players in the league, and again, a guy who reportedly wanted to be here. And that's, and, that's what? And what I don't understand is it's like, and I'm sure a bunch of callers have said I, I joined kind of late, so forgive me if it's already been said, but it's like. They say they're going to aggressively retool, but then you get, you know, contradicting reports that they don't want to, like, trade the fifth overall pick. They don't want to do what's necessary to rebuild. So they're kind of in this limbo. And then you hire the coach who's literally going to keep them a bubble team. So it's like they're never going to rebuild. They're not retooling properly. And then they have a coach who's going to keep them just good enough. They're the processor or they're the pre-processor of Sixers. That's what we've become. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's actually very true, except worse because those teams – would actually make the playoffs and just be terrible when they made the playoffs. But like, there's no, I, I guess maybe we have a Thad Young, right? Like maybe uh, Joel <laughs> Farabee is like Thad Young at this point. And I, I don't even know. Couturier is probably Andre Iguodala. But you know what? It actually works perfect. <laughs> that's actually, and, that's and, actually a great comparison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the last thing I'll say, I'll, I'll say, I was talking to a buddy earlier today. And I was just talking about how Drew went to Ottawa in 2017, Ottawa was one goal away from the Stanley Cup final. In that time period, they completely gutted their team to basically an AHL team, rebuilt it with a bunch of young talent, and in one offseason, Claude Drew has a better roster around him than he had probably in 14 years on the Flyers. I mean, that's literally <laughs> the reality we're living in right now. I think Claude Giroux in his early years, because you can really see it as the smile fades from his face in all of his pictures, uh, in his early years, he had some great rosters, like 2010, 2011, 2012. But then yeah. after the big, you know, Carter, Richards trades, those first couple rosters are okay. But then it really starts to go downhill. And we were going over some of the defenses earlier today in the Slack, like the, the Nick Schultz defenses and AMAC and Strait and all those fantastic names. MDZ? Oh, oh my God. What a player he was. Oh, Mike, let's get the band back together. Let's bring all these guys back. I mean, what's, you know, <laughs> it can't get much worse. Um, it can't. Do you, do you think, last thing I'll ask, do you think, do you think Danny Briere is sitting in that room? Because there's no way he's signing off on any of this. No. Do they listen to him? I mean, what is he there for? <laughs> he's learning the ropes, but I, I'm very worried about the ropes he's learning. I mean, let's <laughs> let's not assume he wouldn't sign off on any of this because, like, he's you know, I mean, granted, he was a, you know on the team broadcast, take the face value, but like, he's gone out there and braised Rasmus Ristolainen multiple times before. Granted, again, yep. he's basically working for the team, so you know, he has to do kind of what he has to do. 
But like, you never know. And I mean, I don't want to sound too fatalistic here, but the guy that seems like they're clearly grooming to be their next general manager, like the people above him have handpicked him for a reason. And it's presum- mm-hmm. presumably at least part of that is because they think he's going to agree with them on a lot of stuff. Same reason they liked Chuck Fletcher at first. Yeah. Wow, oh. That, that, oh, you just depressed the shit out of me, Kurt. That just was so sobering. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, sobering is a great word. It's a word I'm going to use repeatedly on Flape mm-hmm. on Friday because that it's really it, – it, it sums up a lot. Uh, no, the, the auto comparison is a good one there, Chris, because um, I think when people when, – when Flyers fans have talked about rebuilds that have lapped the Flyers, they bring up the Rangers a lot, and the Rangers aren't really a good comparison because they had two or three guys say, I only want to play in New York, and it's like, well, I guess he's going to the Rangers. Ottawa, yeah, they, they were there. Granted, I think they overachieved that year. They nearly got to the Cup, but they were there, and they totally tore it down. In fact, like – this is despite, you know, trading for Matt Duchesne and it completely blowing up in their face, totally tore it down, like did it without like a top five pick one year because of that Duchesne trade. And they, you know, made some good picks, kept their cap space clean. You know, part of that is because they had an owner who's cheap and didn't want to spend money. But, um, yeah, they went into this offseason with, like, you know, a lot of assets to use, including cap space. And, again, as you said, they did all that in the last four or five years in a way that the Flyers – tried to under Ron Hextall and couldn't. And, yeah. they, you know, it would take a – I can't imagine it would take less time if they were to start today, which they don't really want to. So Yeah, yeah. I want to pause before we overhype Ottawa too much. The no. defense is very – No, like, no, I, that, that the no. <laughs> they're going to be fun, but they're – But they did, like, replace their entire first line. Like, the Brady-Kachuk line is the second line now. Mm-hmm. No, they, that team isn't going to be that good. Like they don't really have a defense and they don't really have a goalie, but, um, but they're not, they're going to be fun and you can see how they get there, which is more than you could ask for, for this team. Yeah. I, I might've been a little over dramatic with the uh, Ottawa. Hype, they're better than I mean, the flyers today though. Yeah. Absolutely. You at least see that the plan, you see what they're doing. They're, they're accumulating young players. They have, you know, they're, they're getting their veteran leaders with like Giroux. Like there's like some semblance of, we know what path they're on and we're going to stick to it. Well, and Giroux is totally worth it for them. If he can convince Debrinket to stay around because that's, that was the biggest question, right? When they traded for Debrinket is will he stick around? Because they, it seems like they paid less, you know, less of a cost to get him because he wasn't guaranteed to sign a contract or anything. So, you know, if he sticks around and signs long term, then that's an awesome move for them to get. And obviously, it's an awesome move to get Claude Giroux in general because Claude Giroux is awesome. <laughs> Still is. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. I got to get back to work, but uh, yeah. I had to vent. This has been quite a day, and I'm sure we're not done yet. So. Uh... Oh, yeah. It ain't, it ain't done by any <laughs> means. But thanks, uh, Chris. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Joe D has asked, how are they signing their RFAs now, too? What a question. The salary, the Flyers have spent the entire salary cap era thinking the salary cap is fake. So, you know, it's the only guy who took it. The only guy who took it seriously was Ron Hextall. Ron Hextall, and, yeah. Say what you will about Ron Hextall. <laughs> didn't wasn't good at evaluating NHL talent. His drafts were clearly just okay at best. Whiffed on Nolan Patrick, but dude understood the importance of cap space. Dude understood the importance of cap space, and yep. then we spent it all on Kevin Hayes. It's great. Caitlin is joining us. What's going on, Caitlin? Hi. So I have just – I only have a few comments. So I uh, – I, so I'm a, a younger Flyer fan. I'm only, I'm, I'm only 20 years old. 
Uh, my condolences. Um, so you can so still I, get I, out, Caitlin. Caitlin so I you can get out. Get out. So, so the so the problem is, is I was listening to BSH Radio a few weeks ago, and I forgot who said it, but they were somebody said that you know we chose to be Flyers fans, and the thing is, like I'm from Philly, um, and like I didn't choose this life. Like I just grew up a Flyers fan. Like this <laughs> life kind of chose me. Oh yeah, same same. So like. I don't see a way out at this point, and I don't see the Flyers getting any better than kind of a mediocre team for the next 30 years. Well, so probably, but there. I mean, it depends on if, I don't know, I don't want to say selling the team, but, like, they clearly need to change everything at the top and just sweep out a lot of shit and bring in some new stuff because – the old guard, man, I can't believe how involved they still are in making these decisions. And as long as they're involved, they're not with modern hockey. And I, it's, it's I just don't see this going anywhere in a positive direction at any point in time. Like, I, we just keep going down. And that's the thing. We just keep, we don't keep, we, like, we were like a playoff bubble team for a few years. And now we're like a number one pick bubble team. Like, yep, yep. And this toilet, how deep does it go? Yeah, basically. So, I have not been here long enough for for you know like the the pre Ron Hextall era, but I have again. This is this is as low as as low as it gets for me. For sure. I mean, How I've been a funny. Flyers fan since the mid '90s, and this is as low as it's been for me. <laughs> How funny is it that the one good thing that Ron Hextall did was kick out all the old guys, and that's probably the thing that ultimately got him fired. Well, now he's messing up the Penguins organization, so I can't really complain with that. See, so. I thought he was, but then he did bring Malkin and Latang back for pretty reasonable cap hits, although the term's a little bit longer than I knew. Probably. I was really hoping that he wasn't going to sign Malkin just to have some oh. sort of silver lining. But I wanted it so bad, because there is nothing funnier than when a guy like Claude Giroux spends his last couple of years in a like weird jersey. Like I'm thinking of Matt Sundin back in the day in a Vancouver Canucks jersey. So I was really hoping to see like again, I thought the Capitals would have been a perfect landing spot for Malkin because that is I think the second most hated franchise for Penguins fans after the Flyers is the oh, yeah. Capitals. And also they need somebody to play while Backstrom's hurt. So it would have been really funny. But sadly they had to go and ruin that with midnight negotiations. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thanks, guys. That's all that I had. Just to bet that this is my life as a young, <laughs> young Flyers fan, and don't see it ending anywhere. So, Caitlin, if you can, uh, you can find another franchise. Uh, I, I'd say go for it, but uh, you know, I'd say hang in there. But I, I don't even know if I can. <laughs> see, the thing is, it's hard. Like, so I was like born into this. Like, I fell in love with hockey because of the Flyers, and so like it's. It's hard to let that go. It's hard to let that go. I I bleed orange and black, but I don't really want to at this point. I don't. Yeah, it's. I don't want to be. I don't want this life. But I don't want this life. So. <laughs> well, regardless, we appreciate you calling in today. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Who Every day, I regret turning on the television to watch bubble hockey. <laughs> <laughs> that was an active choice that I made, and now it's been like the three, two or three worst years. <laughs> Yeah, in franchise history. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Been, it's been really, really terrible, and getting worse and worse. I forget if Joe or Jason was up next, but we're just gonna go with Joe. All right, Joe, you are on. How's it going? Oh, terrible. But you know, we're <laughs> hanging in there, right? We're, we're hanging. In, we're doing the best we can. We're in therapy right now, and I'm having fun with therapy, but in a very dark way. 
so the brutal part was not an hour ago, like just when you guys started this show, the Flyers organization called me trying to sell me season tickets and see how many games I wanted to go to next year. Ooh. And I was just like, I felt so bad for the guy on the other end of the line. I'm like, how do I tell this kid, like, you, this is terrible. Nobody wants to go see this. And I wonder if they're starting to realize how badly they're hemorrhaging. Like, I think stuff now. so. I, I think the, the non hockey operations people realize how bad stuff is, which is why you see so many more theme nights and gritty stuff and everything. Like I know the, the old school fans will complain about that stuff, but the, the people that are in PR and in that kind of stuff where, you know, the non hockey operation stuff realize it because they know people aren't showing up in the numbers they used to, but the old school hockey guys are just digging that hole and hoping to get to the other side of the earth. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, like my brother's girlfriend had season tickets last season because we got all hyped up and, uh, She's like, I'm not doing that again. This is the worst. Yeah, it sucks. Um, it sucks. Who wants to go to a game and see this team play? Just, And I can't imagine the hockey's going to be fun this year. Like, if we're talking specifically just about the quality of hockey, who's going to score goals on this team? Even if they keep JVR around, is he really going to work that well in Torts' system? Especially at his – like, JVR ain't even what he used to be. So I, who's going to score on this team? Who's going to be exciting or fun? At best, they're going to win games from playing just a strict defensive system that is just going to lull people to sleep. Yeah, I mean, I think Bill Matz has it right. He says McEwen and Deslorie better both be in the lineup every night <laughs> and uh, see if they can take over the league lead of 61 majors. You it's know, doable. just beat the shit out of everybody because they're not going to do anything else well. I feel like they could. they're basically beating the fans at this point, you know, but... <laughs> They are beating the shit out of us, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, so tough, so rough right now. It's like just I, I this might be the worst off season I can remember the Flyers having. And I've seen Ilya Brizgalov get signed to a contract that has him getting paid until twenty twenty seven. And I mentioned it in the chat earlier. Where's the money for the RFAs gonna come from? Are Where? they gonna trade the rights to Frost to tip it? Like what what happens? I, I don't I don't really know. And if they do that, that's just hilariously bad. I can't even imagine how, well, I can't imagine how it gets worse and it could definitely get much worse, but just abysmal, absolutely abysmal. I don't know where they get this money from. Uh, Cap friendly. I don't think is updated with the Delarie and Braun contracts yet. Did we get a number on the Braun contract yet? I don't think we have. If uh, is there Did someone say one year, one million? Or one year, one million. Did I, hear that wrong? I mean, that could be right. And what was the Delarie cap hit again? I think that was two two million for four years. Oh so like literally all the money opened up by by Lindblom. Lindblom right buyout. Now. So they yeah. got to trade somebody to sign the RFAs. And frankly, I would much rather have Owen Tippett than a lot of the guys on this roster. And you know. Morgan Frost, unfortunately, kind of is what it is at this point. I'm hope I still have a minor sliver of hope, and I don't think they've signed McEwen back yet, right? Like, is Delorier in there instead of McEwen now? Great. I just ice them both. I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, 
well, McEwen and Tippett are both RFAs, as we said, and Frost. So, like, they've been tendered, but <laughs> what are they going to pay them with? Are they going to do a buyout? Like, I, it'd be hilarious if they bought JVR out now. After all that, that would be the absolute worst thing. Because I, I guess Cam Atkinson can score goals. He, he's here to score goals, and he's really one of the few guys I like left on this team. He's here to score goals and buffer the rest of the locker room with toys. He's yeah. the, they won't trade him just because they need that guy to, you know, be he's, the go between. He's one of the only really friendly media presences they have left, too. I mean, I like uh, JVR is good for that. Cam Atkinson's good for that. And uh, Scott Lawton's good for that. And we know Ivan Provorov's not good for that at this point. Terrific. It's, uh, it's so fun. It's so, so much fun. happy. That's great. Uh, we got a few other people who want to speak. Joe, you got any uh, parting comments right now? Uh, just if the Flyers org calls you, you know, the people on the other end of the line, be nice to them. <laughs> they, they're in a shit position and they just have to do it as best they can. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I appreciate you saying that, Joe, because like yep. people do treat these like social media people like they're the team. They treat these people that are just trying to do their damn jobs like the team. Just give them a polite no thank you and, and call it a day. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the uh, therapy session. We all got it, Joe. Happy to do it. And, you know, that's the other thing is like they they didn't make these decisions, right? Like they they're not the ones on the flyers, you know, signing Tony D'Angelo. But if you do give them a polite, I don't want tickets. And it's because of Tony D'Angelo or because of decisions like Rasmus Ristolainen, that's perfectly acceptable. So that is something that you can do right there. Uh, I would love to get Howie Roseman as GM, Ian, because at least it would be interesting and weird, where as opposed to this, which is just a, a complete clusterfuck right here. I've got Jason joining us right now. What's going on, Jason? You know something? Um, I live in northern Indiana, and um, this is kind of painful because I'm also a Pacers fan. And no. the last couple years, at least over the last 10 years, Pacers basketball and Flyers hockey – had started to remind me of very similar things. Oh, boy. Both teams in that 8, 9, 10 range, both teams, when they go into free agency, don't look for high-end talent. They look for that middle talent that have flaws and stuff like that. And to even make it more painful, which drives me to either a suicide or homicide, I can't figure out which yet, is that I have teams around me that know how to properly rebuild. Blackhawks, Red Wings... Cavaliers, you know, know how to tank, get to the top, get actual talent, and then succeed. But it just seems like they're just happy to be on the fringes. And they believe that the fan base is just going to be around because of the name. And it's okay. We're not going to win championships, but we're just going to win enough games to be right in the mix. Yeah. And we saw this last year at the tail end. The attendance really was taking a hit, and it was it was noted on national broadcasts and everything. Like it really was noticeable at the end of last year. So I can't even imagine how bad it's going to be in this upcoming season. With you don't even have a Claude Giroux to help sell people and coming out to games. Well, I mean, I've been a Flyers fan since like you know the the late the late eighties, early nineties. You know, you know the one of the first games I saw was. Um, at the old Civic Arena between the Penguins and Flyers. My, my uncle was a Pittsburgh fan, so I was mad at him that day, so I had to cheer <laughs> for the Flyers instead. But, I mean, that's, you know, Hextel and goalie, that era. Um, 
but to me, the frustrating, the, the really frustrating thing is that, that this is a team that has history, you know, has such a great history. We've lost all the state of Pennsylvania because most of them have become Penguins fans. Oh, yeah. With the Devils developing, we've, we're gradually losing New Jersey. And with the South, you know, the, what ties that we had down to the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. area have died due to the success of the Capitals. Yeah. Because back in the day, the Caps the Caps didn't have really any fans before Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. And then yeah. Ovechkin since, I mean, obviously have been wildly successful. But, you know, since Ovechkin, that fan base has really grown a ton. Well, it's like for years there... It, there were, for years, there was no Blackhawks jerseys in, in, in the Northern Indiana area until yeah. they started winning championships. Oh, yeah. And now, cool. now they're gradually starting to disappear again. But even so, it, I mean, it's... Success builds fandom. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. yeah. And the and, Flyers haven't been successful for... I mean, you know, they've had some playoff... Well, they've had, like, one playoff win in the past decade, really. But it really hasn't been since that 2012 season when the Flyers have really been like a premier team. They've just but been I, getting worse and worse, and now they're in this sad state. I think a lot. What a lot of teams don't understand also is they think, well, we're a regional market. We can get the regional fans and stuff like that. Sports is not that way anymore. Sports has become national. The the Peacocks and and places like that make it a lot easier for a person in California to be a fan of a team on the East coast. Oh, sure. Uh, ESPN plus you can yeah. watch pretty much, you know, not every game. It isn't as good as um, NHL yeah. TV was, but you can still yeah. watch most of the out of market games throughout the season. So it's pretty easy to follow another team. So if you wanted to become, uh, I don't know, a Colorado avalanche fan tomorrow, folks, you could very easily. Yeah. I mean, the, the league has become, The league has become outside of the diehard fans in certain cities has become a league of following players. The problem is the reason the Goudreau signing was important is not just the fact that obviously it brings butts to seats, but what it also brings is, is a guy with a national reputation back to your team and puts that and puts that, that team on national television with someone they can market. The problem with this team is right now, it's not just the fact that they don't have any great players. Who's marketable? Who's marketable? It's a great question. And as as, as was pointed out earlier, Gaudreau would have sold a shit ton of jerseys. That would be a number one jersey seller for at least the first week. Oh, no doubt. Probably throughout the season. Like that, that would be such a wildly popular move that it's just, it blows your mind to not think about the Flyers doing it. And again, we do know that the best thing is for this team to just kind of tear it down to the core and rebuild, but they're not even doing that. They're just doing the single worst approach they could possibly do. There's nobody that's marketable on this team. I'm looking at the roster right now. Like Kevin Hayes might be your most marketable guy, right? And Yeah, probably. Even then, like Kevin Hayes is like a fine second, third line center. Is not a guy you build your team around. Johnny Gaudreau is no. a guy you build your team around. And yeah. look, you can, you can complain about them making moves to bring in a guy that they can't really afford, but at least number one, it's fun and interesting. And number two, that's a guy you can legitimately build a team around. You scrap the rest, keep Johnny Gaudreau and maybe a couple other guys. And you know, you can work on something, but instead, you know, and we're watching Claude Giroux go home to help a young Coral along and <laughs> We could have, uh, what we could have had versus what we have. Uh, it's, I mean, uh, I would say, 
I would say I'm frustrated, but it's at this point, it's, it's beyond it's frustration, but it's also at the same point is it's like, it's, it's hard to care because it doesn't seem like there's anyone up top that cares. And I mean, that's an, that's an obviously stupid statement. Obviously they do, but at the same point too, it's like, I mean, I'm, you know, Charlie said it is just show me the plan, you know, get, give us an idea what a plan is. And then we can, you know, then we'd have some confidence going forward. But as, as you said, many others, I just don't see the plan. I don't think there is a plan right now. And, uh, I just wanted to also quickly point out this is completely off the topic, but Darren Drager just pointed out the saddest looking hamburger I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm about to retweet it. It is so sad. I feel really bad for the guy right now. But um and also another side note, Greg McKegg, the best named player in the NHL, just signed with Edmonton. So there you go. Greg McKegg, the man, the myth, the legend over there signing with the Oilers. But I, yeah, I don't know who there is to market. I don't know where the money is for RFAs. I don't know what the plan is. And it makes me very sad and furious, but also I'm laughing a lot because it's stupid. I'll let I, you go, but I'll let you go. But Thanks so much, Jason. Appreciate you calling in. I got to get a note in about like the younger fans, especially like nobody my age. I'm 20. Like nobody my age in Philadelphia cares about the flyers like i it's not something that people talk about because we don't remember a time that they were good like well, because the, no... the flyers were kind of a niche thing to start with you know because Absolutely. the nhl is clearly the bottom of the four major north american sports in what? the u.s it is obviously in canada it's king but you know it's already kind of niche and then the team's sucking you know you get people who are like oh yeah go sixers phillies eagles and then they say like oh the flyers they're still a thing Yep, yep, and all the fire, all the Flyers fans are Flyers first, and then and then the rest, you know. Yeah. It's 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 really it is kind of frustrating, and it is like a league wide problem of especially like keeping around like young people and like having like excitement around that because I've been doing research on this for a while. This but, is like, one of the worst leagues in history in it's marketing so itself. Bad. It's such an exciting, fun game. It's I I think it's the best sport because it's uh-huh. just it's a blast. It's awesome. And they market it in the worst possible way. You just have to get people watching, and then they stick around if the team's okay, or, you know, apparently even if they're bad. Or interesting. Especially if the team is good. Yeah, or interesting. Well, the the people that are still around. Yeah, and and the people that are still around are around because they've just been watching it their whole life, and they've been Flyers fans since they were little kids, like me. And it sucks. It can't give it up, absolutely. Yeah, holy shit. Uh, great comment from Mike in the Broad Street Hockey Slack about the Andreas Berger. Said that's the Flyers' defense on the right side. <laughs> Fantastic. It is a sad, sad burger. It is a sad, sad defense. We're adding Reese. What's going on, Reese? Reese, you're currently on mute. There you go. Yo, what's up? What's up? Oh, what is an up? <laughs> so I'm going to try and bring a, uh, a happy... No, actually, I'm not. Screw that. Um, <laughs> fucking Lindblom. So we buy out Lindblom, who's worth, who was like three mil. And we bring in uh, Delorier, who by all accounts is a much worse player. Uh, one and, of the uh, worst in the league, apparently. Yeah. So is is he like, tr- is he trying to tank? Like, <laughs> I think Chuck's trying to get fired. I think he's like full on pulling a George Costanza going around the Yankees <laughs> parking lot with the World Series trophies being dragged behind his car trying to get fired right now 
No, no, here's what he's doing. So he hired Torts as a way to be like, oh, let's fire him because he was supposed to be good. And so he added a few extra years or a few extra months onto his tenure. So he has something to do, which is fine. I, I can't imagine any GM who wants to keep their job doing the things that Chuck Fletcher has done the past few months. I think he just wants to have that sweet release of unemployment. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm, I live in Ottawa, so I'm really happy about Giroux coming. Oh, congratulations. I'm, I'm happy that somebody's happy today. Side, just sorry, Risha broke up a little bit there. If you could repeat future, that, just to you know, say no, sorry, Risha, you're breaking up a little bit still. It's the Ottawa cell service, it, <laughs> that's what Claude Giroux gonna have to deal with right now. I guess he's gonna have to grab some cop butts to improve it. All right, I think I my connection just went. Oh, you're good now. Button. We got you. Yeah. So I, I was saying I live in Ottawa, so um, you know I'm gonna enjoy watching Giroux play with Norris and uh, Stutzla, Batherson, uh, freaking Debrinket. Debrinket. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. So you know, uh, it's gonna be nice watching him. Uh, you know, my my freaking uh, Flyers hero play this one time again, but um. Yeah, uh, I was wondering what you thought, like, just what you think about the Senators and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so the the Senators are such an interesting one. We we addressed this a little bit earlier, but I'll talk about it again. Like, that's a team that I thought was just utter horseshit for the longest time, and they're still figuring it out. I think, actually, Claude Giroux just had a, a quote that went up in my Twitter feed that said, uh, per Bruce Garioch, uh, who said, are we going to win the Cup next year? Probably not, but we have a full year to build our identity when you know what kind of team you want to be. So, you know, I I think they're an interesting team. I think they're going to be fun. Uh, As Kirk pointed out earlier, they still have a lot to do on defense and goaltending. But, you know, they're going to put up some points. they got some good young talent. And if they can – the big thing about Giroud is if he can convince Dabrinkit – Reese, I'm going to put you on mute for one second. You got a little bit of background wind going. Oh, sorry. uh, No problem. Wait, I don't think I can do that. Never mind. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. But, um, you know, I, I think they're a good, young, fun team. I think they are not quite – they're not they're not quite ready for primetime players right now. They're not quite there. But the big thing is if Giroux can convince Dabrinkit to stay around, I think that's going to do marvels for that team moving forward because then they could really have a, a really nice offense in a couple of years. And if they can build some defensive pieces, if they want Ivan Proveroff, they're welcome to him, then by all means – yeah, for sure. Just let me know if my background noise gets too much, and I'll just leave. But um, ah, no worries. Um, so yeah, we've like, had worse, by the way. We've had some like full-on highway car noises. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm on my way. I'm just walking to like I'm about to get my hair cut. But um, yeah. So like the thing with the sense is that like the past five years they've been bad, but like you can see that they're they actually have a direction. So it's like um, and it's you know looks like it's paying off. So you can make the argument that. You know, like they actually have a plan and they stuck to it. Now it's paying off. The Flyers, on the other hand, looks like that they're going to finish 10th place or maybe 10th place if we're lucky in the Eastern Conference. If they're lucky, I um, I think they might be a bottom three team, especially in the East. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And basically, you know, based on how uh, unlucky we've been with injuries, you can count on Hayes being injured at least half the year. 
you can count on Atkinson getting, you know, missing 20 games. And, uh, you know, Ellis, I think he just, you know, Ryan Ellis does not exist. He's not on this plane of existence. He's just dead at this point. So, you know, I think the best we can do is, you know, Charlie kept on saying on uh, BSH is that, you know, it's going to be an accidental tank and um, and, uh, Chuck Fletcher will get fired. But, you know, does that even matter? Because you still have Holmgren and, uh, like, you'd think that they'd learn from their mistakes after this year, but... You, you would think <laughs> they yeah. don't learn from shit. And the only time they tried anything different was Hextall. We've talked about Hextall's failures extensively, but, and they all complained that Hextall locked them out of the process. They didn't let, that was the smartest thing Hextall did was not listen to those guys. Like yeah. th- th- it's not 1975. I don't know why we have to say that in 2022, the style of hockey that worked back in the day, these big bodies and no, you know, minimal skill and everything. It doesn't work like that. And that shit drives me insane. Great comment from Pete in the uh, comments here who said that the uh, flyers are so bad they can't even circle the toilet without getting stuck. <laughs> Enjoyed that very much. But, no, the, the lack of a plan is what's driving me nuts. I want Fletcher gone, but I want all those other guys gone. I want somebody who has their own voice. And I want a new – I would love somebody to come in and do – Essentially what Dave Scott does that has hockey experience that actually like is not from the Flyers family, has never been associated with the Flyers, knows hockey, but has never, ever been associated with the Flyers in any way. It'll never happen, but I would love that. I was talking to a Senators fan earlier, and they thought the same thing about the organization like up until – Melnick died. Like, rest in peace. No, no, no rest in peace for him. They were... (laughs) No, no, he does not. He's a bastard. Yes. Uh, But I was chatting with them, and I was like, it seems like it'll never get better. Like, it's just, there's no direction. People are still going to be in, like, making high-up decisions who probably shouldn't. And they were like, well, the thing that fixed it for us was our owner dying. And, like, we're already past that point. So, like, I'm not sure where this goes. Well, and that you know? was the, when Ed Snyder passed. He actually wanted Hextall to take over and do things differently, and you know he tried things differently. It didn't work, and then because it didn't work, I think Charlie had mentioned this yesterday on yesterday's BSH Radio. Uh, because it didn't work, the Flyers won't try anything like that again, at least as long as those guys are in charge right now. And you know Thomas is saying right now in the BSH Slack talking about getting a, a Brandon Shanahan-esque person for the Flyers. is Thomas, are you talking Brandon or Brandon? <laughs> I don't know Brandon Shanahan, but regardless. Um, no prior connection, brings in new front office. Okay, it, it didn't mean Brandon. Okay, good. But yes, they need somebody. You're the best, Thomas. I, you know, I bust your balls, but you're the best. But they need somebody new. They need fresh air. And I, you got to clear out all the guys at the top, okay? I, I, make, I want Briere to come in and do well, but... If those guys are whispering in his ear and really telling him what to do, if he's just a puppet for those guys, nothing's going to change. It's all going to be a shit show that we're looking at right now. And nobody wants that. Like, I I wonder if Chuck Fletcher's situation is kind of like a Dorian and Melnick situation. Like, Dorian has made some dumb moves in the past as a sense fan. Like, you know, he made that uh, Broussard for Zibanejad deal. He made the Duchesne deal. Those were dumb moves, but you have to wonder if that was like Melnick trying to pressure him to do shit like that, or if it was like actually him doing that. And I don't think Chuck Fletcher is, um, I think he's a bad GM, but I don't think he's like 
deem. I don't think he's stupid enough to make the moves that he has made. Over no, the no, yes, he is. You have to remember that <laughs> that Chuck Fletcher is the guy that desperately wanted Rasmus Ristolainen, and Chuck Chuck also wanted Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, we that's... learned recently that he wanted Tony D'Angelo last year. I think so, I, a few months ago I tried to make those excuses like, oh, Chuck that's a, Yeah, that's guy. the thing, Steve. I like, can't I do think, that anymore. I can't no, do yeah, that like we've been trying to galaxy brain this because yeah. not, none of it makes any sense. And I think it's just um, Chuck's bad. Like, he's bad at his job. No, like, I think it's I, just that simple. Yeah, I think he's a bad GM. Um, but I just also think it's not just him. I think it's like the people, what well, has to be the people on top. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all bad. Obviously, yeah, they're all bad. And like, you remember how you said like hockey nowadays is like different to what it was in 1975? At least on 19, 1975, they actually had skilled players. Now we're signing freaking Delorier, one of the worst players in the league. We signed Rasmus Ristolainen, who's one of the worst defensemen analytically in the league. And like, but they think he's good. And that's where the problem yeah, is. These that, guys can't evaluate talent. They don't use yeah. numbers. They can't evaluate talent. They, what do they do well? They don't do anything well. And then, get them all and then out. When we finally get a skilled player in D'Angelo, he's got like, you know, he's a freaking racist. And then he's horrible defensively. He's a racist. Like when they but he's a talent. No, but you're, you're right. He is good offensively. Like he at least. He's good offensively. But we had that in Shane Goss' despair. Like I'd rather have Ghost and Haig than Ristolainen and D'Angelo. I don't know if that's a big stretch or anything, but like we basically like downgraded or at least stayed the same defensively and we got rid of three second round picks, a first round pick, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, and like some other shit. I can't remember the all the details, but we got rid of like seven or eight picks just to stay the same or at least maybe even downgrade defensively. Phil said in the comments, what's the purpose of the Flyers per seven person analytics team? How do they have any job satisfaction? I think, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about what's going on there, but if they're giving him numbers, they don't, at I was going to say like those people are probably all doing a fine job and no one's listening to them. Like they hand over their information and Chuck says, thanks. And then they probably throw the papers into a garbage can. Like they're simply not <laughs> listening to anyone that has any idea how to evaluate a hockey player in 2022. There's just no way. Chuck receives the big pile of paper, says thanks, drops it in yeah. the garbage bin for nothing. Right. Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Sorry, not sorry. God damn it. Uh, Thomas said, just responding to the live chat here, in Minnesota, Chuck was stupid also. Which yeah. I, My impression when Chuck Fletcher got this job was that he was just a very mediocre GM, but he would move the needle more in the the make actual hockey moves now direction as opposed to Ron Hextall who was like oh I'll sign Dale Weiss was like what is that what purpose does that serve Ron? There was that and also I if I'm remembering correctly at the time we were sort of pumped at the idea that he was completely outside of the Flyers sphere like he wasn't yes we, we actually were were super thrilled about that and then it turned out he actually is as Flyers as they come who knew yeah, Who like, I think the best thing about Fletcher is that he's an average drafter. Like, when the best thing about you as a GM is, is average, yeah. not a very good GM. Like, you know, I think... You're, you're right about that. Like, he has career, a bunch of, like, average picks. Like, like he got Kaprizov, which is a great pick. But, like... Sure, but he wasn't around to watch him grow. No, he wasn't around. And then they're still reaping... Like, this man's a madman. He signed freaking Parise and Suter. To like hundred million dollar contracts, and they had to trade. At Fiala. least they were good. At least they, they were, were good. good. He signed Justin Braun and Nick Delorier and buying out Oski Boy. Yeah, 
You're no, killing you're right. me, Chuck. You're killing me. <laughs> but now they're reaping the the uh, consequences, and they have to trade Fiala, who's a great player, because of the crazy money you gave them. Like, I don't know. Dude, it, it's a, it, it could not be more of a disaster right now. Reese, we got some other people to get to. Any uh, parting comments right now? Uh, no, uh, just thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening. No problem. All right. Maddie just joined us. Maddie Campbell, how are you? Uh, fine. The only thing fueling me right now is uh, Fapa trying to scream over Kelly every time she tries to speak. I'm so sorry. Fun fact. <laughs> no, it's so good. It no, I love it. It kills me every time. I love it. Fapa's actually my favorite BSH network podcaster. He's very great. smart. <laughs> He's very smart. Patrick put in the comments just now, where is Arkaprees off? I'd love to know. He's probably fighting on the front lines in Ukraine. Regrettably. Oh. oh. Now we're sad. Now we're all sad. Christopher is joining us. What's going on, Christopher? Chris, you're on mute right now. Can you hear me? I hear you now. What's up, Chris? Hello. Yeah, Joe, we know. It's very sad. The Fedotov is over there. The Fedotov thing is just... Hello? So, just oh, there. sorry. Hello? Yeah, Christopher, can you hear us? We can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. Chris, how's it going? Well, I can't hear you guys very well. Um, if you can hear me, um, where's Drew's second goodbye to us? <laughs> Oh, he said in his Instagram. <laughs> we, I'm we, still waiting. I remember that. I remember that Instagram post. We are still waiting for the formal goodbye. Wait, um, what's, I'm ready. What's, what's so long? <laughs> he's had a busy. He's had a busy off season. <laughs> he's got of, some uh, top bucks to grab. Yeah, yeah, it's an exciting time. <laughs> Think of um, all those great cop butts and how close he's going to be to them. Didn't he play his first game in Ottawa, too? Isn't it kind of like a little oh, I don't um, know, circling right? back? Fun fact. I don't know. Some, I, I heard it, but I'm not sure. So this isn't now you gotta official, up. right? It's not, it's not, I mean, uh, sorry, Goudreau is, um, he's opting into free agency. And it's just kind of talks that we're not going after him anymore. Yeah, I, you know. It, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Were you talking about Gaudreau there? And uh, Megan, you got. Yeah, it. if if after all this we get Johnny Hockey, I <laughs> I think I'd still be mad. Like um, I would still like be I, mad, but I'd be less mad. I'm uh, just because again, what put me over the top today was the Kaplan report that he wanted to come here, and then the Flyers just had had fucked themselves so bad with the cap that there was just no way they could do it. That. That and the fact that he's going to end up on the Islanders or the Devils. That's what put me over the Like, despite us... You know what? I hope it's the Devils, man, because I'll, I'll, I'll try it with them. Okay. I get... I Closer, I guess. Yeah. Megan will have no problem following a player and rooting for him on the Devils. I, I have such bad memories with the Devils. They are my most hated franchise, even more than the Penguins, because I first became a Flyers fan in the 90s, and the Devils in the 90s were the literal devil. They were just the antithesis of everything I love. No, I hear that. No, they, you can't argue with that. You just can't. 
I guess I try to just look at the bright side, but it's not uh, not looking good. But uh, no. I'm still holding out hope. I mean, he might still come here, and that'll shut everything. I mean, for the most part, I mean, at least there'll be some kind of pipe back in Philly for the Flyers. So. Well, they're going to have to make even just to do, as Joe was pointing out earlier, the RFAs still need to get paid since they gave all the Oski boy money to Delarier and Braun. So they're going to have to make a move just to bring in their RFAs right now. And yeah, I mean they're definitely going to have to get rid of JVR. I mean, that's going to be the one thing you can't you can't just you can't just not get rid of them. You have to get rid of them. Too. They they might have to trade a bunch of guys because I I don't understand. I don't, any, I don't care if we lose Konechny, Provi. Um, what the, I don't care. I don't care if we lose. I don't care. I don't, oh, know, I, I don't care about this roster at all. Oh oh no, they lost Patrick Brown. Oh no. <laughs> I forget Patrick Brown is on this roster once a day. When you tell me about Patrick Brown, I go, who? Oh, yeah, he's a fourth liner on the Flyers. I totally forgot. Yeah, I I don't, I just, uh, yeah, well, future picks, that that kind of would suck to have to get Goudreau for, you know, the 2024, but I also just don't care about future picks. I don't care about future picks. If it's it's Goudreau, you shouldn't care about that. Throw that into the deal and get this good decision. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to actually rebuild, you need picks. But like this half-assed approach that they're doing, which again I've had problems with in the past, but at least they had Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek and you know other guys in the past. At least there were things to look forward to. And now they have a bunch of like two-way players that like aren't particularly exciting. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to sign off after this, but it, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. I, I, I also kind of like the past dude said, I don't want to be here, but I, I'm here. So. <laughs> so we're, we're trucking on. We're going to want to talk. I mean, I swear to God, if it, it's going to look like the last 20 games of the Flyers hockey season, it's going to start first game. It's going to look bad the first game if this, if this continues. So I'm not looking forward to that. It used to be, oh, the last 13 games they get out, but um, now it's going to be the first game. It's going to be the it's going to start the first game. We're going to be like, oh, God, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. That's... I'm not I'd looking be... forward to that. No, not, definitely not. I'd be very surprised uh, if this team started out good at all. <laughs> Again, towards... If this team finishes anywhere above, like, bottom three, towards wins coach of the year, I think. Oh, my God. I keep forgetting about the Let's just watch some hockey, and let's let's get Johnny. Let's get Johnny over here. I don't care about all the sources. I, I would love to bring Screw him the home. Sources. Screw this organization. But I, I would love let's to bring him home. home. Man. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think he's going to settle for close enough to yeah. home in, in North Jersey. Which is just terrible. He could also be in. Ca- uh, no, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop there. All right, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for hearing me out. Uh, Absolutely, Christopher. Thanks for calling in. Time, maybe. All right, Bye. sounds good. All right, so let's, uh, let's, let's shift off the flyers a little bit for a minute, just because I feel like we've oh, had God. enough doom and gloom 
let's talk about the rest of the league a little bit. There's been a lot of moves around that are not involving our dumbass Philadelphia Flyers. And I'd love to talk a bit about some of these other moves, like Darcy Kemper or, or you know, the, the Rangers signing a guy to a seven-year contract that I would never have thought to sign to a seven-year contract. Their cap situation in, like, the next two years is pretty bad. Like, they're going to have to trade some big names soon. There's you just no way. Uh, trade us Panarin. Hey, Vincent, he would, be mad. he would be furious. Vincent Trocek with a just huge contract from the Rangers. And I was shocked. About, and I like Trocek, but I don't like him seven years. Like, yeah. Anybody have any? Yeah. I'm going to just call you our Rangers affiliate over here. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The, the overall mood seems not happy, but like they're in a solid position, you know. Like if I'm still convinced that if a little bit more luck had gone the Flyers' way, like they could have been the New York Rangers if they had tanked a little earlier. Like I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. it would have been nice if they tanked earlier. Delusional. I mean, <laughs> yes, you are delusional. Very that's for nice. sure. Yeah, but. <laughs> No, like the uh, Rangers, I mean, the Rangers lucked out in a couple ways where, you know, Fox wanted to go to them, Panarin just wanted to go to them. And then the fact that Shesterkin has worked out as well as he has, is that's the biggest factor for them. Yeah, he, he's unbelievable. He got him so far into the playoffs. Like, he, they shouldn't have been there. It was all on him. All right. Any, anybody have any picks they particularly, or any signings they particularly like today? Any moves they like that stuck out to them? It felt like there were, I feel like last year was more boring on the first day than today was. Or am I retconning? No, I I feel like there were a lot of exciting things. Like the Malkin thing went down to the wire, which, you know, I was disappointed he wasn't out there to join a weird new team. And I mean, Kadri's still out there. Kadri's still a big name hanging out there. Gaudreau, it seems like it's down to two teams, but who knows? Cadre, uh, I don't. It's, is there are there any current rumors on where Cadre could possibly go? I, I think a lot of teams are trying to get him. Um, it was the Rangers. The, the yeah, the Rangers were in there, but I don't think they are anymore. Yeah. Apparently, Chuck kicked the tires. Kind of glad that he wasn't able to pull that one off. Um, who would have thought? I don't think I've heard. Anything. I know that Colorado wanted to keep him, but he wants to get his money, which he absolutely should. Oh, yeah, get paid. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Chuck Fletcher's media availability will be at 5 p.m. in Voorhees for Flyers PR. No! I'm going to play school tonight. I mean, what's he going to say? I'm just going to put my AirPods in. It'll be fine. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. He's going to tell us some nonsense that's going to piss us all off. We didn't like the price on moving the JVR contract. Thanks, Chuck. Yep. Thanks, Chuck. Cool. Appreciate it, bud. Yeah, great. Fantastic. What about Kemper in Washington? How do we feel about Kemper in Washington? It once again does feel like all the Metro teams got better. Oh, yeah. Of course. I say that because I am convinced that Goodrow is going to be a devil. So, yeah, not great. I'm convinced he's going to be a devil. I mean, he could be with the Islanders, but, like, I don't know. Well, it's the Islanders. Right? <laughs> 
outside of Barzell, like what's really exciting about the Islanders? Kevin said somebody should throw a shoe at Chuck. <laughs> it's just racist New Jersey. That's hilarious. Now, I mean, what are some of the other moves? Like Kane re-signed in Edmonton, so no drama there. And thank God we didn't bring one more guy with a just terrible past over here. That would have been terrible. And uh, they might have fought. He might have fought TDA, which would have been hilarious. Sorelli signed eight year an eight-year extension in Tampa Bay. We talked about that a little bit with Kurt earlier, just how frustrating it is that Tampa Bay just seems so to, much money. Just, an endless font of money. Where how? does it all go? I don't understand. Ugh. The biggest thing of the day, I mean, Nicholas Abe Kubel, NAKGB Rejoice signed in Toronto. That's Obviously, the biggest signing. Good for him. He's going to get two cups in a row. Look at him go. Oh, no, he's not. He's Toronto. Exactly. Could not go any cups. Toronto. Come on. Get out of here. Do they have a goalie yet? Yeah, it's Matt Murray. Murray. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Good luck. (laughs) That'd be fun. (laughs) There's been a lot of moves, to be honest. Oh, other other big ex-Flyer news. Alex Lyons heading to the Florida Panthers, flipping the double bird to the rest of the league. Good for him. I'm guessing he'll be an AHL goaltender down there. That's what I'm assuming, because that's what he is. (laughs) Fair enough. He's the new Michael Layton. (laughs) He's the new Michael Layton, and there's no shame in that. You're a professional hockey player, and you're getting paid for it. Yeah, they still have the Frost. Bob, why can I say his name? Bob. They still have Bob, and they're paying him Bob like Rosby. $10 million. Um, oh, yeah. Well, they, they got have the, Knight, Spencer, too. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess he's coming yeah. along. I haven't heard anything about him. I mean, they want to alternate him in there with Bob, but Bob makes $10 million, so he really can't. <laughs> KDC said in the comments, dented the cup. NAK, NAK dented the cup and went somewhere where he absolutely won't again. That's a good dunk right there. <laughs> That is very funny, Katie. Well done. Well done. Uh, I'm running out of steam right here, but we've, I, I think we've, unless anybody else has any other commentary on it, I think we've trashed the Flyers pretty sufficiently for the day. we got to save a little juice for tomorrow's Broad Street Hockey Radio anyway. Yeah, we've got Friday's BSH Radio Fly tomorrow. We, got, we do a fl- Friday's Fly Purbly. I'm sure there will be. Nothing productive done by the Flyers by then. Probably something devastating. I actually think that might happen, but nothing good. Yeah, maybe we'll hop back on here if the Flyers sign Johnny Gaudreau between now and tomorrow. Okay, Jan. (laughs) Sure, Jan. Yeah, that shit ain't happening. Uh, No, it's not. I'm, I'm just, I have no illusions about that at this point if it happens i'll be thrilled and i'll gladly hop back on here but i am not expecting that to happen right now but you know all right well i'd like to thank everybody for joining us and sticking with broad street hockey even with the flyers just being this total utter dumpster fire that they are it's so bad i have no hope right now but you know what we're gonna try and provide entertainment where we can So thanks to everybody who has joined and called in and left comments. We love you all. And we're going to sign off. Thanks so much. And in the words of the great Gene Hart, until next time, good night and good hockey.